We're going to learn a piece of Nesiva Shalom that really explains Tisha B'Av. In order to understand what we're doing here, what we're meant to be doing on this day, why are we mourning something that happened thousands of years ago? What are the feelings that we're supposed to have? And in order to understand that, we have to understand a concept in the Jewish calendar. The Arizal says that every day is different and no day is repeated. However, there is something called a mazel. We know that certain months are musugal, are more set and ready for catastrophe. And some days and some parts of the month are musugal, are ready, are set, prepared for miracles. And that's really what happens. There's a year, 354 days, that goes around and around and around every single year, every single year. There are certain days that become revealed that those are days for miracles. Those are days for judgment. Those are days for danger. And therefore, once it's revealed that it's not just a time for that year, but it's something that's eternal, that's why we have to watch out for it in future years. So when the entire nation of Klal Yisrael had redemption in the days of Pesach, that's how we know that if an individual person needs personal redemption, those days of Pesach are more musugal, set up and prepared for redemption, from getting out of jail. Shavuos is a time of Kabbalah's HaTorah of every single year. We get that Torah every single year. That's the day, and there's many reasons that prove it, but that's not for the point for right now. But the point is that if someone wants to access, like you want to have money in your bank account, you want to have Torah, spirituality, in your spiritual bank account, Shavuos is the day to get that. And the same thing with every Yantif. On Hanukkah, it wasn't just that the miracle of Hanukkah happened by accident on those days. Oh, so it could have been any day. It happened on that day. Let's celebrate it. That's not the way we do things. It's because those days are masugal and set up in the Bria every year. As you go in the year, these calendar days are set up for miraculous intervention from Hashem. Miracles that we don't deserve. If you ever have to go to war with 12 people or 15 people against an army, those are the days that you want to do it. That's set up, set up for that kind of a miracle. And that's why there were many miracles that happened that were phenomenal. And, and Navia talks about it, where armies were wiped out because we davened, and yet they're not celebrated. Because the next year and the year after, the Chachamim realized that, yes, that miracle happened, but it's not in the Bria. And therefore, we only celebrate things that are in the Bria. Now let's understand. Tisha B'Av had to happen on the day of Tisha B'Av. The destruction of the Churban Bayez Rishon had to happen on the day of Tisha B'Av. Because this is the worst day on the calendar, the day that's set aside from Briyas Oilam for destruction. The second Churban Bayez Mikdash couldn't happen any other day? No. Because there would be no other day that Hashem would allow this level of Churban except for this day that's set aside for it. And that's why if you look in the Siddur by Musaf on, on, on uh, Yontif, you'll see the Mazalis that it's divided up. Some months have a better Mazal in the beginning. Some people don't get married in certain parts. It's all because there's a calendar here that's eternal, that's part of fixed into the calendar. And as the years spin every single year, there are certain shades that are all around. So with this in mind, we need to understand what is the eternal purpose of, of Tisha B'av? What's the mashmois and the nitzchis of, of Tisha B'Av? Al-Darav zei yesh lahoven inyin o'aveilas al-achubon b'meibay in a matzorim v'tisha b'av shari eitzel yehudi kol ha'chagim v'me'adam inyoni nitzchi u'ma'u imkein tafke la'yomim What's the purpose? What's the purpose? 
Some people think, you know what the purpose is? We used to have a home, and it got destroyed. We celebrate that. Says the Nesliva Shalom, no. Am Yisrael enoi shoymer azachroinoi shal over ba'alma. Klal Yisrael, our nation, we don't think about the past. If they're not bound to the present and to the future. We don't cry over spilled milk. So therefore we have to understand and explain that there's something about Churba Mesa Migdash that is not just about the past. It's about the present and it's about the future. It says the Nesiva Shalom, the Mashmois of Avelus on the Mesa Migdash is, I hashlama im Churbanoi v'tshuka l'binyanoi. We are not at peace with the fact that our home was destroyed and a chuka gagun, a yearning that it should be rebuilt. We're, 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 we're taking a stand. We're saying, no, we're not going on without it. We're never going to forget it. It's not just that I'm mourning that we had a house and, and it burnt down and now we bought another house. It's that right now we're in a matzav of goals and we are not okay with that. We're spending one time, one day of the year to say we don't agree. We are not at peace for one second with the fact that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. And we are constantly remembering. We're yearning and we're longing and we're waiting. Like the Maimer from, from the Kubrina, the Heidelberg Kubrina says, The worst thing in the world is kasher, mashlimim, imamatsav kamoishahu. The worst thing in the world is if somebody's in a bad situation and he makes peace with it. He makes peace, therefore he's never going to try to fix it. Ah, we used to be close to Hashem, we saw open miracles, it was a Beis Now people die and people get sick. Okay, I'm at peace. That's the worst thing in the world. The worst danger for a Jew is Kasha Yehudi Mashlim She'ev Shalachia is Gam Samigdash. The worst and most dangerous thing for a Jewish person is to think that, you know what? We can live without a Beis There was once a billionaire who was forced to expel his beloved son from his home. The son wandered around after many years one of the friends of the king happened to meet the son. He was chatting with him. He saw the son as Nabuch Mamish, very poor. And he asked the son, you know, I'm going back home. You didn't see your father in a long time. I'm going back home to your father. Is there anything that you want me to say to him? Any message? The kid looks at him and says, you know, you could really do me a favor. Please ask him. Tell him that I, I need a new laptop and I can't afford it. Could you please send me a laptop? At that point, says in the Siva Shalom, the man burst out, burst out and crying. He couldn't contain himself. He broke down. He said, have you strayed so far that you have already disconnected yourself from remembering who you are and where you belong? Why are you asking for some way to be comfortable in your exile? Why don't you ask me to beg your father to take you home? We all know how to cry out to Hashem for our pain. But we should cry out for the source of our pain. We should ask Hashem to take us home. And then all of our collective tsaris will go away. 
I cry out for my pain. You cry out for your pain. Everybody's crying for their pain. Physical, emotional, psychological, spiritual, a lot of pain. But if we all cried out, take us home, then all of our pain would go away. There would be no more pain in the world. Imagine how many Yidna are crying out in pain individually on their own sorrows. If we would all cry out for Mashiach, Mashiach would come. And then all of our pain would go away. When we dive into Hashem, we cry out to Hashem and we say, Hashem, please give me some money. Please give me this, please give me that. It's like, what? Why are you asking Hashem for a way to be comfortable in your goals? Why don't you ask Hashem to bring you home? Did you already forget that this is not real? That this is not where we belong? Oh, Hashem, please help me do a good business deal. Oh, Hashem, everything, everything, everything we daven, even good things, even good things. We should get a good shidduch for our kid. Oh, this is all fake. This is all the life that came after a destruction where we and Hashem were one. We didn't need any of these tefillahs. We had everything. And that's, that's the pain of, of davening for something so small-minded. The pain of davening that make my life in Gullahs better. I'm still going to die. We're still going to have pain. Other people are still going to die. No, we forget about that. So imagine that somebody falls deep into a pit. The first step is you call him, Hey, Yankee, you okay? And he screams out, I'm okay. Okay, don't worry, we're coming to get you. At least you know he's healthy. He knows what's going on. Imagine you call down, Hey, Yankee! Silent. No answer. It's a sign that the fall was really bad. Maybe he doesn't know what's going on, or maybe he's hurt, or maybe he's dead. Silence. That would be really bad. But you know what? There's a third situation that's even worse. You scream down, Hey, Yankee, how you doing down there? The guy screams up, I'm great! No, the Yankee, we're going to come and get you! Me? Come down here with me, this is great! In the sewer, in the pit, with the worms, and the bugs, this is great! You think it can't happen? About 15 years ago I had home sweet home, and I met a boy, somebody said, you should meet him. He was living somewhere on a bench somewhere, and they convinced him to come to me. And he didn't really know what it was, but I showed him a house. I showed him, look, we have a house. We'll take care of you and get a job. We can make you successful. And I'm talking, I'm talking to this kid. Mamash, a sweet kid. He, he grew up just in a family just like mine. And he was like head to toe in jeans and angry and smelled and disgusting. What happened to this kid? And after like 15 minutes, he like, he says, hey, you think that I need your help? I don't need help. I could sleep anywhere I want. I can eat anything I want. I can do anything I want. I don't need your rules. I don't need your help. I don't need your food. I don't need your job. I have the life. He felt so bad that he thought that he has the life and that I'm crazy. Somehow, in many ways, sometimes we end up in the same place. That we're crazy. That we're asking for our creature comforts and success within the Gullahs, and we forget to ask Hashem, please take us out of Gullahs. But three times a day, we say, We ask Hashem, please, 
It's true, I want Atachayinu Lodim Das, Anashivenu. These are all the temporary things. Lachlanu, Re'enu, Ba'anyenu, Rifa'enu, Barachalenu. But really, Hashem, I, I have to get to the point that Belyushalayim Irchab Rachman Tashuv. And we try to awaken inside of our hearts a chuka, a yearning, for the binyan of Yerushalayim and the Beis Hamidosh. And especially when it comes to Musaf and the Shalash Regalim, if you learn the Musaf and the Shalash Regalim, the whole inside, the whole words, is just, it's complete, moving, very, very moving, of a shtaikikus, tremendous yearning for the binyan Beis Hamidosh. Avinu malkeinu galei kvayin machos chaleinu meheira. Reveal the covet of your malchus on us. Melech rachman rachem aleinu, shuva aleinu. And the shtoikikus hazoisi bebechine shal karbonus. It says in the Siva Shalom, in the Beis Hamidosh, he used to bring a carbon to Hashem. You know what our carbon is? Gaguim, yearning, shtoikikus. Saying, Hashem, oi, Hashem, please bring the Beis Hamidosh. That's a carbon. We're being sacrificing a carbon to Hashem. And the Baal of Rome says that Gaguim ledover him the yearning to do something is even greater than when you do it. He explains beautifully. The yearning for something, in a certain way, of course, when you do it, you did it. But in the emotional level of how excited you were and how involved your brain was and your, your emotional capacity was, it's higher when you're waiting for it. It's higher when you're yearning for it. The chassan before his wedding, as much as his wedding is the most incredible thing in the world, but the yearning, you can go with sugar from the yearning. That's what the base of Ram says. Gaguim is even more than the Yetzim Dabar. And therefore, if the Gaguim is more than the Yetzim Dabar, so then it comes out that the beginning of the Binyan Beis Hamikdash, the Beis Hamikdash is beginning to be built from what? From the Kayach of the Hishtoikikos, of the yearning. That Yisrael Mishtoikikim Begalus Lebinyan Beis Hamikdash. What is Mamshik? What pulls down that one day we're going to have a building of the base of Migdash? It's our yearning, our desire, our collective desire, our moaning and our groaning that we are not Mashlim, we are not at peace without it, and our begging and yearning and waiting is Shtoikikus, Hashem, please build the base of Migdash. That is actually building the bricks. Kashi Yehudi Shori Batachos Hamarirus Al Ha'odar. Tachos Hamarirus Al Heder Oyer Lekusa. Kashi Yehudi Shori Batachos. Kashi Yehudi Shori Batachos Hamarirus Al Heder Oyer Lekus. Shaheir Bebeis Amigdosh. When a Yid is dwelling and is immersed in the Tachos of bitterness. So bitter on the fact that we are missing the light of Elikus that used to be there. It used to be there in the Beis Hamikdash. When you think about the Beis Hamikdash, the Kehanim, the Levim, and there were a hundred miracles that were open, and how our hearts felt completely loyal to Hashem. We mamish, we were able to see Hashem. Just like after a person is nifter, all he sees is Hashem. But over here, we were alive, and in our life, in our world, we were able to mamish. See Hashem. And when you think about that and you yearn for those days, that is helping for the building of the Beis HaMikdash. And especially in these three weeks of Beinah Mitzarim, the three weeks from Shiva Sabbath and then the nine days until after Tisha B'Av, 
שבהם מאוירים כלל ישראל ביוסר את התשוקה לבנים בייס המקדש. When we awaken the most out of the whole year, the whole year it's really hard, it's really hard, we forget. We forget, so we have the Yerushalayim Yerucha, and we have times that we should remember. And we try to build in our house, we make an Amma to remember, and we do step on a glass at a chasana to remember, it's very, very weak. But in these three weeks, it's really on our minds. And in the nine days, it's on our mind more. And on Tisha B'av, it's on our mind the most. So what does that mean? If this is the time that it's the most in, on our minds, that we are not okay without the Beis HaMikdash, and we are the most yearning for the Beis HaMikdash, you know what that means? This is actually the time where it's happening. In these three weeks, the nine days of Tisha B'Av, is the Gagum is the highest, and that's what's going to build the Beis HaMikdash. So now we are actually involving in ourselves in building the Beis HaMikdash. We cannot build the Beis HaMikdash with physical bricks. The Beis HaMikdash is going to be earned by our yearning. And we do the most yearning in these days. And therefore, these days are so chashav. These days are so important. Not just for the past, but because we're building our future. As much as you, nobody can control you, you have to do this yourself. As much as you can increase your yearning, your yearning. That's Makarav, the Gula, the redemption for the Klav, for everybody, and for your own individual redemption. In Tehillim it says, David HaMelech said, Mizmar lo David b'yoseh b'midbar Yehuda. When David was in Midbar Yehuda, he said, Samalecha nafshi, my soul thirsts for you. Kamalecha basari, my flesh yearns for you. Shekashahoyi David b'midbar Yehuda. Rochak mi beis ha-migdash. David was far away from the beis ha-migdash. He was in a Midbar. Midbar Yehuda. V'lehoyi lo yisoyer l'kusha sheheir b'beis ha-migdash. He didn't have that light that lights in the base of Midrash. So what did he do? How does a Jew live in Golis? How do you get through the day and night, the weeks, the months, the years? Could you really have fallen so much that we get so wrapped up in the Narishkaiten that's only a result of being homeless? Could we really forget? So busy with the weddings and the weddings and the band and I gotta book a band, we gotta go work and we gotta pay. All of this wouldn't be if we weren't thrown out of our home. And we have to beg for it to come back. And instead we're so busy doing everything that we're doing because we're homeless. So what did David HaMelech do? He taught us what to do. When you're far away from the Beis HaMikdash, when you're far away from Kedusha, when you're separated from that revelation on any level, everybody has times that they felt a revelation at a certain place, at the Kaisel, at Uman, at Mezhbizh, at a certain time, at a certain yantif, a certain tefillah. We all have those sparks, the, the revelation that we can close our eyes and we can remember. Some of us have good times in yeshiva. We really learned by Asmada. Everybody has those, those times in their memory. So what do you do when you're far away from that? So listen what David HaMelech did. Shoav, he drew 
He wasn't just saying, I miss it, I'm thirsty for it, I don't have it. That was the way he ignited his chiyos. You need to be alive. Either you need to be learning Taira, or you need to be yearning to learn Taira. You need to have a Beis HaMikdash, or at least you need to yearn for the Beis HaMikdash. It's not just, I miss what I wanted. That's actually what ignites, ignites inside of you a passion and a pure fire inside of you. You become a different person. You're not just a homeless guy saying, I wish I had a home, and nothing changes. When you say, I wish I had a home, everything changes. You're a different person. You're a person who realizes he's out of place, and you're a person who's yearning for a ge'ula. You're a person who's yearning for kedusha. It's a whole different ballgame. And that's what David HaMelech did when he was far away and he couldn't go to the Beis HaMikdash. He couldn't tap into that greatness. So what did he do? He said, oh, I am so thirsty for it. He didn't say forget about it. He didn't let it go out of his mind. He didn't say it's okay. All right, let me deal with what I got to deal with now. He said, I'm thirsty for it. And therefore the it still took over his life. He didn't have the water of Taira, of, of Kedusha on that level, but he had the yearning for it. And he was a Jew who yearned. It's a different kind of Jew. And he said, I yearn. I yearn for it. My flesh is yearning for it. Somebody who's yearning for the Beis HaMikdash is a different kind of Jew. says in the if you thought that you're here to cry about something that was, we had, we lost, it's over, it's done. No. No. We're changing who we are. Tomorrow and the day after and a month from now when you go to work and you carry on your business and you go to learn and you deal with all your issues and your problems, you can't be the same person. You can't leave Tishabov the same person as when you went in. This has to spark such a gagu and such an awareness of our yearning that I'm a different person. I'm not going to work because I want to go to work. I'm going to work because I'm homeless and until Hashem lets us go back, i got to go to work. Everything that we do, we have to do it with that in mind. Don't get mixed up and think that that's the ikr now to do this thing. You always have to have in mind, I'm doing this because I'm homeless. And until Hashem brings us home, I gotta I got go do this. And then I gotta go to the doctor. And then I gotta go help somebody. Everything I'm doing, it's all fake. It's all life. Only after the fact that we don't have a Beis HaMikdash. In The concept of mourning and crying of a Jew on the Churban Beis HaMikdash is simply this. Hishtoikikus v'gaguim l'gilui ha'godol shel or ho'alikus sheheir b'zman shebeis ha'migdash ha'yekayim It's a yearning for the revelation of this tremendous light that used to be there. So many tishabos we go by, people go, and we sit on the floor, and we never awaken the yearning. We cry over the pain of Klal Yisrael, we cry over the Holocaust, we cry, we cry, cry. The Siva Shalom says, don't cry, stop to cry. Cry to yearn so you get it back. Don't cry over spilled milk. Realize that through your yearning, your gaguim, your bechia of Hashem, I am begging you. I need the Beis HaMikdash. That is the Geula. That is building for the Geula. That is building the blocks of the Beis HaMikdash. And you become a different person. The Rebbeim Yoni says in Ois Hay that when the Beis Hamikdash was Bibinyonai, Beis Hamikdash was here, every second was a Bechin of Maimon Har Sinai. 
Just like the revelations that we had on Harsinai were unbelievable, we saw Kaila Subrakim says there that every second in the base of English was like that. Can you imagine if that was here today? And now we have to add on a little bit more, says in the Shalom. The Ramach says, Listen to this very carefully. We know the story of Basia Baspara, or some people say Bisya, that she went ahead and she stretched out her arm and she saw a baby crying. She saw that the, the lad was crying. And what are the next words? She said, Listen to the Heilige Geverte. From the cry, the way that this child cried, she said, This is a Yiddish kind. She saw this kid crying. Klaus was at all time low. They were throwing babies into the water. They were serious they were against us. Barry was, I mean, it was horrible. And yet this Moshe Rabbeinu that represents the Bechia of Klal Yisrael, the Nisham of Klal Yisrael, he represents what we're all about. He was crying. And she said, this is a Jewish kid. Because I can tell the difference. This is not a Bechi of Yish. This is a Bechi of Tikva. This kid is crying hope. This kid is not crying despair. Right? I thought that Pshat was that when she saw the kid crying, she knew it was a Jewish kid because he was saying, Oy vay, am I hot in here. Oy, am I thirsty. Oy, am I thirsty. She said, this is, this is a Jewish kid. He doesn't stop complaining. That's not what it means. She was able to determine from his cries, a Yiddish cry. Rabbi Isai, a Yiddish cry is coming from yearning, not over past losses, over what I want for myself in the future. It's a cry of hope, not a cry of despair. It's not, oh, they were never going to get him out of here, but in this thing, they submit destroyed, and now, no, it's hope. Hope. Can we have hope? Can we have some hope in here? Can we realize that Hashem wants our yearning, our gaguin, and that is rebuilding the Beis HaMikdash, hope by hope, brick by brick. Kashi Yehudi Boicha al-Churba Beis HaMikdash Hari Zebechiyah Shal Tikva. Says the Nesiv Shalom, when a Yid cries in the Churba Beis HaMikdash, it has to be a Bechiyah of Tikva, a cry of hope. Shemiroiv Gaguav Utshukasai, L'Beis HaMikdash Shubaycha. We can come to tears, my yearning, my desire for the Beis HaMikdash. Habachi he shall tikva. It's a cry of hope. Bechi shal gaguim etshuka la'asad lavoi. V'loi ala'ova. It's a, a yearning for a time that will be in the future, not for the past. And that's what pshat is, that it says in Arachayim. The pshat halacha is, shemutu lifkois b'shabes, is you can cry, a yid can cry on Shabbos. I in Shabbos because a Yiddish cry we're talking about. A yid who cries should cry a Yiddish cry. A Yiddish cry is not a bechi on the avar. It's gaguim on the asid. It's tikva. It's hope. It's a cry of yearning for a time that will come as a Hashem, and we believe in it. 
And according to this light, we can understand something fascinating. There's, there's 12 Tzirufe Shem and they're connected to 12 months. And if you look in certain Sidurim, they show it. There's 12 different Tzirufe Shem Yud, K, Vav, K. So you can take these four letters, and you can scramble them and arrange them in 12 different ways. Yud, K, Vav, K, Hey, Vav, K, Yud, Vav, Hey, Hey, Yud, all of these things. You end up with 12 Tzirufe Isis. And each one is connected a month. But listen to this. Every single month, if you look in that sitter, it'll show you, according to the Tzirufi Isis, a Pasuk that is relevant to that, to that month. So Yud Kei Vav Kei is Yismucha Hashemayim V'sogeh La'aretz. There's a few other Pesukim also, Yud Kei Vav Kei. And Vav Hei Vav Hei, there's always different Pesukim, and that shows you the feeling, the simon of that month. That's revealed by the scrambling of the Isis. It's very interesting stuff. But what's really interesting is that Chaydish Av ends up being Hey Vav Yud Hey. Hey Vav Yud Hey. And what's the Pasuk that Chazal placed with the letters of Hey Vav Yud Hey for Chaydish Av? Out of all the Pasuk in the world, Haskes Ushma Yisrael Hayoyim. And the end of the Pasuk is Hayoyim Hazen Yesilaam. Listen up. This is the day that you became a nation. Fact in the Siva Shalom, I don't think that that makes sense for Chaydish Av. It should say, listen up. Today, your nation was destroyed. Today, you got thrown out of home. Why would the Pasuk of the Tzirufi Isis, of the Chaydish of Av, dafka be, What did we become in Chaydish Av? What are we becoming right now? It says in the Siva Shalom, like we explained, Tishabav is a Yoyim Habinyon. It's the day of building. The mourning and the crying of Kal Yisrael on this day for the Binyan Beis HaMikdash is It's from a world of construction. And from our tears we will build the Beis HaMikdash. Out of all the Pesukim you should know what is really Av all about. This is the day we're going to become a nation. The rebirth of Klal Yisrael. One day when Mashiach comes, we're going to say, what did it come from? It came from yearning. When was the most? We're going to have a yearning app. We're going to see, when was the most yearning? During the year, it's very hard to yearn. We yearn a little bit here. We yearn a little bit there. We pause. We think. Okay. But Miss Abel, this tears, crying, sitting on a floor, reminding ourselves of that we're not home. Where was the peak of this? Was this month. Was this three weeks? Was this nine days? Was this day of Tishabab? Kumt eyes that these are the days of the binion of the new nation of Kal Yisrael. We're never getting out of Gullus until we get Mashiach. And Mashiach's only going to come from our Gagulim. And the day of binion is going to be these days of Tishabab that we have now, that we cry. Our tears are not about the past, it's about building a home for ourselves and our children for the future. To earn, to earn Mashiach to come. These are the tears that are building the Beis HaMikdash. We have a lot of tears that we shed. A lot of the tears that we shed, if you stub your toe, you can cry. You break your leg, you cry. And a lot of other things. Those tears are ba'etz and worthless. They don't build anything. They're just saying, I am in pain. It's human. We're in pain. They're not used to build anything. The tears of Tishabov. 
are tears to build a future without pain. And now we understand why Tisha B'Av is called a festival, a Mayid. Usually a Mayid is a really good thing. And in the Ayyub Yisrael, it brings from the Medrash, the Medrash says, There's no festival like the day that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. I mean, how does that make any sense? This is the worst day in the world. The answer is yes, it was a tremendous Chorban that happened on this day. But only from remembering the Chorban and, and doing the right thing today will we build the future. So now, it's, now right now, it's a day of building. This is the ultimate, the foundation of all foundations of the Binyan of Beis HaMikdash and to rebuild Klal Yisrael. The Avelis that we prava on this day. The Avelis that we do and we feel on this day. It's Matzmicha, Mamshicha brings down and it creates a growth of the Geula. The crying of the Beis HaMikdash is not a crying of Churban. It doesn't come from the Olam HaChurban, the world of destruction. It comes from the Olam HaBinyan, from the world of construction. And now we can understand Chazal. Mashiach will be born on the day that Shachar Beis HaMikdash. Why? And also it says, The oil of Mashiach starts to spark on Tishabav after Chatzais. Why can't Mashiach be born any other day of the year? Why Dafka Tishabav after Chatzais is the spark of Mashiach? Why Dafka do we say that Mashiach is born actually on the day of Tishabav? And the answer is like we said, because this is the day, this is the one day of the year that we have to awaken our chuka for gu'ula, for redemption, and for the Binyam Beisam Mikdash. Through this chuka, that's what makes the Karen of the Yeshua grow. So let's understand, we're missing something. We have to remember what we're missing and we have to yearn for it to come back, and then our pain, our tears of Tisha B'av, are for a purpose, a purpose of building, a purpose of becoming a person who's a yearner, a person who says, I am missing Gu'ula in my life, I am missing the Beis HaMikdash in my life. What a different way to look at Tisha B'av. We're not sitting and crying about the past. Oy, we have enough things to cry about, the Holocaust, the Spanish Inquisition, all the pain of Kali, so, so much to cry about. That's not really what it's for. We could use that to motivate us, to remind ourselves why this is all happening, because we're not home, and say that we're not at peace. We are picketing. Not at peace. We want to go home. That's what Tisha B'Av is. And yearning. We want to be close to you. Oh, we want to go to the Beis HaMikdash. We want Tchiyas HaMesim. We want to be close to you, Hashem. We want to see your open miracles in the world. We don't want to live this anymore. Tiring. It's hard. Someone shut the lights on us a few thousand years ago. It's getting really hard to feel our way around. Boy, I wish you would let us come home. That's what Tisha B'Av is all about. We should be zaycha to be yearners. To be people who are misabal 
on the Churban Beis HaMikdash to really be misabel and to realize what we are missing in our lives and to yearn to have Zipiel Yeshua and therefore we will be Zaycha Be'ezus Hashem to become a different type of person while, we're still, while we are still in Galas. It's a different kind of person. And Be'ezus Hashem will be Zaycha to actually get out of Galas. Zaycha to Mashiach coming. Mehir Vimei Amen.